This is a Discovery Church podcast. Every heart found in Jesus' story. Wherever you are in your journey of faith, we pray that this message brings you deep encouragement. If you would like to get involved in the life of our church, head over to discoverychurch.com.au or check out our social media or YouTube channel. All right. Good morning. Um, good to be with you. Uh, if you're joining us online because you thought, you know what, I'm not getting out of bed today. Uh, welcome to you. That's okay. Grace to you. No, we're, we're really glad to have you joining us online, but good on you, the hardcore ones who are like, I'm coming anyway. You've walked in soggy. There's a pile of umbrellas at the door. Make sure you take yours or one that's better than yours home. Um, <laughs> Hey, before I get into the message today, just wanted to give you a couple of family updates. Uh, So Matt's over in America at the moment. Uh, He's there as part of his master's program. He's been there nearly a week. He's there for another 12 days or so, so big trip. Um, But he's having a great time, um, part of his study. But I was chatting with him yesterday and he's um, been visiting churches every day. And he um, he said, oh, it's been so great getting lots of great inspiration for the Legacy Project, which is not why he went, but a great bonus. um, And just getting to to meet a lot of great people. And so thank you for praying for him and for praying for our family. Uh, the children are still alive, so I've, I'm doing a good job. Um, but I'm so thankful to be part of a community because uh, we've, had, we've just had so many offers this week for help with lifts and all the things that happen in family. And, and I'm just so grateful for community. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure quite how we would live life without community around us. So thank you for that. Um, another thing I wanted to let you know about, we actually put a prayer request in last week. And if you were here, you might've heard this, but the day before Matt left, we had all of our bank accounts hacked and all of our money drained out of every single account that we have. And um, not ideal um, and a little bit terrifying and a little bit... Um, I don't know what the quite the right word is, but when someone's been into all of your accounts and mucking around with your things, it doesn't not a great feeling. Anyway, um, it's been a lot of phone calls to the bank. Who loves phone calls to the bank? Um, but um, they said, you know, it could be weeks and months to put all the disputes in to see if we could get the money back. But we just got an email yesterday to say that it would all be returned in the next 48 hours. So praise the Lord and thank you for praying with us because it's just been slightly challenging having um, <laughs> Matt overseas and just trying to figure out how you do your normal life, right? Like when you, when you just the liquidity of everyday living. But we're really grateful for um, that, that that will be turned around in the next couple of days. And so thank you for praying with us for that. Um, one other thing I wanted to let you know about and then we're gonna open the Word together. Um, next weekend, I'm gonna be travelling to Mildura Church of Christ. Uh, I'm gonna be speaking there for um, them on their Sunday morning service and also um, their women's conference. Uh, Their pastor had a heart attack a couple of weeks ago. And so um, they've invited me to come up and we're very blessed here to have the resource for me to be able to be away for a week. Even though Matt's away, Zeke's gonna be preaching and the team are gonna be holding down the fort. But I'd love your prayers for that. Uh, My mum's coming down from from Sydney to stay to help all the moving pieces happen. So there's lots happening in our world at the moment, but we really appreciate you guys praying for us and love you to be praying for the Mildura Church of Christ as well, a great church. And I'm really excited to be able to go and encourage them and, and their community next week as well. Okay, so... Pentecost Sunday. So this is the final week in a series that we've been doing on the Holy Spirit. So I just wanna give you a quick recap. You might've been here for all of the weeks. Maybe you've been here just for a couple, but you might remember we started in week one and we talked about faith in 3D. 
We learnt some Hebrew together. Does anybody remember the Hebrew words? We learnt about Ruach, about that being the, the Holy Spirit, being the breath and the wind of God and the tohu for bohu. Do you remember that? And the Holy Spirit bringing order to chaos and life to barrenness. And then in week two, we heard from Doug and Doug talked about jars of clay and, and it, that part of our discipleship is getting to know the Holy Spirit and being filled again and again. And that's part of our maturing in our faith. And then in the third week, I think it was Matt and we talked about... Um, that the Holy Spirit is a sign and a, a sanctifier and a seal. And um, what else did we talk about in that week? Oh, that we're empowered to accomplish the mission that God has given us. In the fourth week, we took a little detour because it was Mother's Day and we talked about the ripple effect. But we also saw the Holy Spirit at work even in and, in and through the life of Jesus with stories like the woman with the issue of blood and power going out from Him and immediately the, the woman with the issue of blood being healed. And then last week, uh, Matt talked about being a spirit-led church and um, unity. And he talked about putting the you back in contribution. Do you remember that? If you were here, he was like, I can't do it as well as he did it. Putting, what did he do? Putting the you back in contribution. But we talked about serving and we talked about how we're all one and um, yeah, what it means to be a spirit-led church and to be marked by the Spirit. And so today, the final week, and it culminates in Pentecost Sunday. So just quickly, Pentecost, that's a, that's a Bible-y word. So let's just talk about what that actually means. That word just means 50th. Really simple, just like the, the number 50, uh, because it's 50 days after Easter. So that's why it's called Pentecost Sunday, because it happens 50 days after Easter, um, or six or seven weeks after Easter. And it's a Jewish holiday, it was a Jewish holiday, it was the beginning of the wheat harvest and one of three pilgrimage feasts that we read about in Scripture where everybody would travel to Jerusalem for this big festival. So it would be like, where do you go for your summer holidays? Lake Tyres, Pambula, Marimbula, wherever you go, think about those places any other time of the year that's not January. And then think about what it's like in January. That's what it would have been like. So that it's full, it's swollen, it's overflowing, more people than can really fit. But um, it's a big festival time. And it's the birthday of the church right around the world. So happy birthday. We should have had party hats and cakes today because this is literally the moment where the church is born. So our first original birthday of the church, the, the church of the world gets born at Pentecost and it's marked by the sending of the Holy Spirit. So it's awesome that we get to close this series today. So that's what Pentecost is. And we're all here because this event took place. So if there was no Pentecost, we wouldn't be here because there wouldn't be a church. So it was from this moment that the believers started to gather in community in this way. And so let me just read to you what actually happened on this day. So we're gonna read from Acts chapter one and Acts chapter two. Uh, it will be on the screens for you. It says this, um, starting at verse 12. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went, they were, went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus. How cool, she's there. Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women and the brothers of Jesus. So the whole fam his family's there too. 
along with the disciples and some of the other women disciples that were there. Acts chapter two. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. They, uh, these people are all from Galilee and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, are you ready for this? Here we are. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them saying, they're just drunk, that's all. This story is wild. I just wanna say, if you've heard this story a hundred times before, I want you just to suspend everything in your mind about it because we cannot be desensitised to how wild and not normal this event is. This is not, nothing about this picture is normal. Just because you've read it maybe many times before, don't let it, um, don't, let, don't be so over-familiar that you miss just how crazy this scene is. So first of all, they're inside. When a windstorm normally comes through, inside's where you go for refuge, right? We're normally running inside. The storm comes inside. It's so loud. Who's there? The 12 disciples are there. The Scripture tells us Mary, the mother of Jesus is there. The brothers are there. There are several other women. And around and about, there are another 120 believers. There's this extreme event, an intense storm comes inside the house, a sound from heaven. So this is not an earthly sound. This is a sound from heaven, so loud that it sounds like a windstorm. Then there's flames of fire. So it's like having a hurricane and a bushfire inside your house in the living room. Can you just imagine? Flames of fire. Would you not be ducking for cover? by this point, if you were inside your living room and a sound like a windstorm came hurtling through and then all of a sudden you see fire, what are you doing? You're gonna duck, what is it, something, something and roll? I should know that. Yeah, stop, drop and roll. This is like a stop, drop and roll moment. Tongues of fire settle on each of them, like above their heads. Tongues of fire settle on each of them. Then what does it say? Each person was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. This is crazy. Loud, chaotic, weird, really, really weird. Not something that had ever happened before. This is the scene that's happening here. Now, just for a minute, I wanna talk about wind and fire. There are two details in this story. The wind and the fire. Now these are things that we've seen before in Scripture. And we've actually talked about these things at different points throughout this series. Whenever there is wind and whenever there is fire, right throughout Scripture, they're symbols of the Holy Spirit's presence. 
So let's talk about wind for a minute. So the Ruach, the breath, the wind of God, the indwelling life force, vitality of God is what the wind represents. We heard about the wind in the first week, we looked at it in Genesis 1, the breath of God hovering over the waters. Genesis 2, the breath of God breathing life into Adam. And we see it again, Ezekiel 37, I think I, I used that Scripture as well in the first week about the breath coming into the dry bones and the dry bones becoming a, a whole army, rising up as a whole army. In the valley of dry bones, John 20, Jesus, He breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So the wind is this picture of life and of energy and of power. And then we have the fire, always in Scripture, Holy Spirit represented in fire as the purifier, setting apart, preparing, preparing His people for a specific purpose. Exodus 3, God reveals Himself to Moses in the burning bush. Uh, there's lots in Exodus, actually. More in God, the pillar of the um, pillar of cloud and fire. God's presence with His people at the tabernacle. God meets Moses at Mount Sinai. It says it was covered in smoke and there was fire there. Um, Ezekiel chapter eight. God gives Ezekiel a vision of God as a man of fire. And then in Daniel seven, another vision of God. Uh, it talks. The scripture talks about a river of fire pouring out from His presence. So wind and fire, symbols of the Holy Spirit all the way through Scripture. And here they are again, the presence of wind and fire representing when heaven meets earth. This is a when heaven meets earth moment, a really powerful when heaven meets earth moment. And you know, these moments, this doesn't just stay in this Scripture, that we celebrate today the sending of the Spirit, not just at Pentecost, but the sending of the Spirit to you and I. Do you know extraordinary events can still happen? And I actually believe an extraordinary event is gonna happen today, that the Lord actually wants to do something extraordinary in our hearts, in our lives today. So the moment where heaven and earth meets, where God reveals His presence, His glory and His power to His people, for a specific purpose. So what's interesting about this is that even though it would have been wild, this is actually an event the disciples were expecting. Luke tells us this in, in Acts chapter one. He says, um, during the 40 days after Jesus had suffered and died, He appeared to the apostles from time to time and He proved to them in many ways that He was actually alive and He talked to them about the Kingdom of God. Once when He was eating with them, He commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift He promised. As I told you before, John baptised with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. So they were waiting. They were actually waiting for this event. They didn't know what it would be like, but they were waiting for it. They were waiting for something. So quick recap, City of Jerusalem's overflowing with people from all different countries who speak all different languages because they've travelled in from everywhere. Um, Mono-ethnic, but multicultural. So they're Jewish, they're Jewish people, but they've come from everywhere. So lots of different languages in the one place. Then we have this extreme event where the Holy Spirit comes and empowers people to speak in many different languages. And so everybody hears the message of the Gospel in a language that makes sense to them for the very first time. The gift of tongues here, I just wanna quickly make a distinction. So the gift of tongues here, flames of fire separate and everybody started speaking in tongues in different languages, the Scripture says. So the gift of tongues here that the Holy Spirit gives is for the purpose of mission. It's an outward facing gift. 
Now we also hear about the gift of tongues in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 14, different gift, same God, different gift of tongues, different expression, different purpose. So here at Pentecost, it's an outward gift for the expression of mission. When we read about it in 1 Corinthians, it's an inward gift for the expression of worship. It's about intimacy and connection. And the Scripture talks about if it is to be given publicly, it needs to have a, an interpretation with it because it's about building up, the building up of the body. So same, same God, two different expressions of the gift. Does that make sense? I don't wanna go down a rabbit hole on this today, but I just want you to hear that today, this gift of tongues is about mission, that we are mobilised, that we're given that gift of tongues for the purpose of mission. Okay, so this is crazy. Everything's gone wild. People are running in from everywhere going, what has happened here? Someone said it's just a big drunken party because it's so rowdy that they're like, they're all just drunk. So Peter gets up and he addresses the crowd and he says this to them. He says, um, Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as some of you are assuming. It's only nine o'clock in the morning, much too early for that. Now what you see was predicted long ago, but long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, so now he's quoting Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the Name of the Lord will be saved. Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptised in the Name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all of his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptised and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. 3,000 people get saved. So they're here for a wheat harvest and it turns into a harvest of souls. How cool is that? And I love that Luke just loves to throw that little detail in there that Peter preached for a really long time. I promise I won't preach for a really long time today. <laughs> so 3,000 people get saved. Some stay in Jerusalem, but the rest return home and take the message of the Gospel with them. So this is the moment where the church is born. It's a foundation moment. From this moment onwards, the Gospel begins to spread throughout the world through God's people empowered by the Holy Spirit to be His messengers. Amazing. So a couple of quick observations. The first one's this, the Holy Spirit's personal. Do you notice in this Scripture that they are gathered, friends and family in a house? It's an intimate setting, they're inside, it's personal. The Scripture says uh, that flames of fire settled on each person. Everyone's included, men and women, and it fulfills that prophecy from Joel. It says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people, men and women alike. 
So everyone is filled. Everybody is empowered to be a witness. Everybody speaks in another language. So the Holy Spirit's personal, but not private. Personal is a difference between being personal and being private. The Holy Spirit doesn't come to us so that we can hide it and hold it all for ourselves. This is super important. The Holy Spirit is personal, deeply personal, wants to fill you personally, connect with you, commune with you personally, as it, each one of us, but not private. So the Holy Spirit's personal. The ho- second one is this, the Holy Spirit is public. From the house to th- 3,000, and then the Gospel starts to spread to the known world. So personal, Holy Spirit is personal and Holy Spirit is public. From an upper room to 3,000 and then out it goes from there and it's still going. We're living in the movement of that. The Gospel is still travelling. It's living, it's travelling and we're here today because of it. So Holy Spirit's personal, Holy Spirit's public. And the third observation is this, the Holy Spirit empowers us for mission and ministry. They were filled and sent. Everybody heard it in their own language and it signified the spread of the Gospel and the birth of the church. So why is it relevant though for us today? This is the question, why does it matter? Why does it matter for us in 2023 that any of this happened? What difference does it make to the way we experience our faith and our calling? What I love about this Scripture, there's there's a bright gleaming detail in here that God sent the Holy Spirit to earth to fill and empower His people to take the Gospel to accomplish God's mission on earth, which is to seek and save that, that which was lost, right? Not, not to accomplish our mission, but to accomplish His mission, bringing redemption and hope and restoration to the world. So the Holy Spirit, is He a comforter? Yes, but not just a comforter. Is He a guide? Yes, and a revealer of truth? Yes, but He's not just those things. Does He fill us? and invite us into intimate relationship and, and just you know take our faith to that next level into 3D, yes. But it's all for the purpose of His bigger story, of His mission being accomplished on the earth. So He calls and equips us and He empowers us. You know, God doesn't give you a calling or an assignment without also empowering you to do it. God doesn't call you to go and be a witness somewhere and then not actually empower you to go and accomplish the thing for which He has first sent you to do. So that's good news for us. Um, But a couple of invitations because language is really important in this Scripture and I wanna spend a little bit of time on this. Here's an invitation for us today. What language has God called you to speak? I'd be thinking, well, the only one I know how to speak is English or maybe you know how to speak another language. What language has God called you to speak? What community, culture, tribe, people group, sphere, subculture, sector is God sending you to? We tend to think of language in purely in terms of the language you spoke growing up. Uh, Maybe you, I don't know what language you spoke growing up. Maybe it was English, maybe it was Dutch, maybe it was German, maybe it was Japanese, maybe it was Afrikaans. Just looking around the room who I know might have spoken another language, but listen to this definition of language. This is like the, li- like the dictionary definition of language. The principal method of human communication consisting of words used in structured and conventional way and conveyed by speech, writing or gesture. A system of communication used by a particular country or community and used in reference to a person's style or manner of speaking. 
Number two there, a system of communication used by a particular community. Do you know what? If you've spent any length of time with a teenager, I'm parenting teenagers at the moment, let me tell you this, they speak a completely different language. They have words, like who knows what W Riz is? My kids are gonna start cringing. Yeah, Erin knows what it is, because yeah, we're parenting teenagers. They have a whole vocabulary that they all understand that I'm always Googling so that I can like, you know, be part of the conversation. A system of communication for a particular community. If you are in the sporting world, there is a system of communication in that community. Where are my tradie friends? Where are you? There's a system of communication on the work side. I was trying to think of some cool tradie-like things, but Mikey, what's a tradie thing saying? Give me one. Yeah, smoko, smoko, smoko mate. There's a system of communication on the work site. If you work in the business sector, there is a system of communication there. Social media is an entirely different system of communication. Do you see that our world is full of language? If you're part of a subculture, if you're in, if you're in like, like think about things like the skating world, the mountain biking space, cycling, uh, arts and entertainment, there are languages that exist all through the layers of our culture and our community. And some of you have been called and God is calling you and positioning you in that culture to speak that language. Because how many people know that if nobody speaks their language, they will never hear the message of the Gospel in a way that makes sense to them. So perhaps in 2023, it's not a world language that the Lord might wanna give you, but a cultural language or a generational language. All throughout our generations, Alpha, Gen, Gen Alpha, Gen Z, Millennials, Busters, Boomers, Gen X, they all have a language. So there are, uh, we are surrounded by languages and the way that God wants to empower and position some of us and probably all of us, but some of you know, actually I'd just love to invite you, if you know that the Lord has called you to be on mission to a particular, particular tribe, group, culture, subculture, I just want you to stand up right where you are. Just want you to do something really brave because we're gonna pray for you this morning. If you sense that that might be, you might not actually be in that space yet, but you have that, you have that, I call it in your knower, you just know it in your knower, that actually I think the Lord, and that's the Holy Spirit prompting you by the way, that, that the Lord has put something in your heart and is wanting to commission and send you to a particular group of people and to give you the language that they will actually understand to be effective. Awesome, look at all these brave people. Look at these brave people. I just wanna, we're just gonna take, yeah, stand, yep, yep. Don't miss your moment, guys. Don't miss your moment because we're gonna pray for you and Holy Spirit's gonna come and empower you and give you that insight and that understanding to really understand that culture and that people uh, and those people that you have been called to minister to. All right. If, you're, if you are sitting next to somebody that's standing up, I just want you to stand alongside them and lay a, put, lay a hand on them. This is a priesthood of all believers moment. All right, awesome, so good. Make sure no one's, no one's standing on their own. Up here, make sure, let's, let's have some people laying hands on these guys here. Awesome, everybody good? Great, great, great. All right, the rest of us, come on, let's pray together. Come Holy Spirit.
I just thank You, God, for these ones who are standing, God, and those who might be joining us online who feel that sense of You prompting them, God, that You have called them or are calling them, positioning them to be sent and to be a witness, to be a bold witness, to have an impact for You in a particular culture or subculture or people group, God. And I just pray that, Lord, would You just fill them right now with the power of Your Holy Spirit, Come upon each one of them, Lord, anoint them, set them apart, give them insight and wisdom and knowledge beyond their years and beyond their natural understanding, Lord, that they might go in boldness knowing that You have called and commissioned them to be part of Your big mission, Your big story, Jesus, as You, as you set about restoring and redeeming the world, Lord. I just pray for each one of them, Lord, that as You send them, that they would go in power, that Your Holy Spirit would do, would work in them and through them, God, to bring about great transformation in many, many lives, in many, many regions, in many, many countries, God, throughout many, many cultures, far and wide from this day onwards, Lord God. So come Holy Spirit, fill them, empower them, and we send them together this morning in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, awesome, awesome. Grab a seat. So faith in 3D, I just wanna bring it back there because some of you, perhaps you've experienced the Holy Spirit in your life before. Uh, you might not have though. This, and I just actually wanna give an opportunity for that today. I've been thinking a lot about my own story this week of meeting the Holy Spirit. And um, I might've shared some of this with you before, but I just have a sense that there, today is a day for a fresh outpouring and everybody gets to be included. Everybody who wants to be included gets to be included. Um, I think I was sharing with you guys that, that the church I grew up in, beautiful little Baptist church, um, God, Jesus and the Holy Scriptures, didn't learn about the Holy Spirit. So I was in my early 20s, I got invited to uh, another church. Matt and I were dating, maybe we were engaged, I can't remember, we're probably engaged. Anyway, we went to this other church and it was the most profound thing because from the minute we got there, everything was different. I didn't know why or what, but just everything was different. The people were different the way they talked to each other, the way they talked about God, their language was different. The atmosphere in the church was different. The worship was different. Uh, people spoke about their faith with a real passion that I'd never really seen before. And um, people were praying for one another and we left and we sang, this really sounds really daggy, but we sang in the car all the songs. We'd never heard any of these songs before. And we drove home and we just sang all the songs that we just learnt in the car all the way home. We were just really like overjoyed and just happy. It was like something, and the, the conversation we had on the way home was, I don't know what's going on there, but it's good and we want that. We, don't, we know we don't have it. Whatever they've got, we want that. And so we kept going back each week after that, because we thought whatever it is, if surely if we keep going long enough, we'll, we'll figure it out. So we would turn up every week and then we would sing songs all the way home. And it was just doing something in us that in our faith and in our passion and in our just relationship with God that, and our, even our relationship with each other that we just hadn't experienced before. 
And every week, I started to notice that every week at the end of the service, they would open up the altar for prayer, just a small church, but they would open up the altar for prayer and they'd say, if you, if you wanna be filled with the Holy Spirit, come down the front. And I used to stand in my seat for weeks and weeks and weeks and my heart would be racing and I'd be so nervous and my palms would be sweaty. And there was something in my mind, like my heart was saying yes, but my mind was saying, I don't, like my mind was holding me back. Like I was overthinking it and I, I just wasn't quite sure like what was gonna happen. It was all new. For my, and then one week, all of a sudden, I just found myself at the front. I don't know how I got there. My legs took me. Maybe you've had an experience like that where you just end up down there and you're like, oh, I'm here now, I can't turn around. Anyway, somebody prayed for me and uh, they prayed for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, the feeling of peace and warmth and like wraparound love that I experienced in that moment was just something I will never forget. I can, I can remember standing there, two feet on the floor, just you know nervous, my heart pounding in my chest, but knowing that Holy Spirit was there and that my life would never be the same from that moment on. And it wasn't, it, it lit something up in me from the inside out. It really took my faith from that 2D to that 3D experience. And it set me on a path of all of a sudden trying to, of thinking about, hang on a minute, there's a bigger purpose to this whole thing. There's more to life than what I realise and actually I'm invited to be part of it. And now I'm actually being filled and empowered to like, to run hard after Jesus. And, um, and it was just like, it's just one of my fondest memories of, of, um, that I've had and one of my most powerful encounters with Holy Spirit. And, um, and it's easy when you've been walking with the Lord for a long time to forget that those moments are really powerful. That's the keep on being filled. And so if it's been a long time since you've had a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit, like fresh wind in your sails, just to feel like your lungs are full of new air again and new energy and new life. I wanna pray for you today. And if you've never had the opportunity to be prayed for, to have the Holy Spirit come upon you and to fill you, I wanna pray for you as well. So if that's you, I'm gonna invite you to be really brave too and just stand up and the band's gonna come and join me. Stand up right where you are because I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. So good. The Holy Spirit is here and powerful and He wants to come and bring a freshness over your heart and over your life. Thanks, guys. All right, why don't we pray for these guys? So Holy Spirit, we just invite Your presence right now to come and fill each person afresh. I thank You for these ones, Lord, who are standing, who have that desire in their heart just for fresh wind in their sails, fresh breath in their lungs, to be reignited or ignited for the first time, Lord, by Your power. And so Holy Spirit, would You come and fill each one of these, Lord, standing with Your presence, with Your power, that they too might go and run hard after You, Lord, that they would find themselves wrapped up in Your bigger story. I pray that today, God, You would release fresh dreams and visions over our young men and our young women, over our old men and our old women, Lord, fresh dreams and visions for this season that we're walking into in these days, God. I pray for everybody in the room today, Lord, to be filled afresh with Your presence. Come and do what only You can do, Lord. And we just give You all thanks and praise in Jesus' Name, Amen.
Amen. Awesome. Why don't you stand? We're gonna we're gonna finish with some worship. Do you know what's funny about this song? There's this line in this song. We're we singing goodness of God. Yeah. There's this, sorry, I'm not very musical, so it could be a completely different song. I thought we were, but there's this song, there's this line in this song that says, um, your goodness is running after, what is it? Running after, running after me. Do you know, every time we sing this, I have a little giggle because I, sometimes I think Jesus is probably like going, would you just stop running? Like, why am I having to chase you? Like, why is the goodness of God running after me? Just turn around and receive it. Right, And I just wonder if that might be an invitation for us today. Same with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to run from, from God. Stop running from Him. Just let Him bless you with His goodness. Let Him refresh you. Let Him fill you. Let Him breathe new dreams and visions over you. Let Him just bring that fresh wind in your sails. So we're gonna sing and we're gonna worship. Thank you for listening to the Discovery Church podcast. It is our mission that every heart is found in Jesus' story. If you were moved by this episode, please take 30 seconds to share it on your social media. It only takes a couple of seconds to create life-changing impact.